Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, reacting to week 21 in the Premier League. And the outstanding fixture was Manchester City versus Liverpool, Rob. We'll get on to some other games possibly, but we have to start with this game. What an amazing game of football it was, it, my friend. Absolutely, mate. Wait a second. What's, what's that? What's that? Yeah, hey, you're not Who's doing that? this without me, guys. I'm jumping on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm crashing the two Robbies. Piggybacking pod. the Piggy two Piggybacking the success of the two Robbies. And by the way, first time the three of us are on, I already have a name for the, for this side show. Oh. Go on then. Okay. R2K. I mean, it's oh, just, okay. you can't beat it. Like it. Sounds like good. it. The debut of R2K. Martino's joined the gang. Beautiful. Yeah. Joined yeah. the gang. So, uh, so go uh, ahead. Yeah, talk, let's talk get, about let's the game. Let's get started game. with the game. Let's, let's talk about the game. Let's just talk about Rob the, and, and Carl. Basically, the intensity, the, the, honestly, it was one of those games. I was sitting at home, and, and, I, and I know you guys, you two were working on the broadcast, and Carl said it's, it's almost like great for a neutral, difficult if you're uh, supporting either side. I've got to be honest, I was nervous as a neutral. I was watching <laughs> the game kind of, I was nervous for Liverpool because they needed the win to get the 10-point gap. I was nervous for City because they don't want to yeah. hand the title over, they want to get it full. It was like, I couldn't, I couldn't relax really during the game. I, I was so pumped up as it was going. And it was fascinating how one team dominated for, for short spells, 10, maybe 15-minute max. And then the other team came back in. One team was defending, and the other team were defending. One team was having maybe a bit of luck at times. The other team got a little bit. There wasn't as much probably great football from these two who can play much better in terms of getting the ball down and passing it. But in terms of just drama, intensity, spirit, character. Did that surprise you, Kyle? I mean, I, I totally agree, Rob. I mean... I think that's... Is that taking us a little bit by surprise? Just mm. the amount of intensity was in that game? Well, it shouldn't, right? Because, I mean, think of... I mean, last year, yeah, a red card for, for Mane turns it into a lopsided game, but I think we've seen combustible games. I just don't think we've seen the ebb and flow of it like this with the stakes being so high. So I, I think that's the, what turbocharged it. I mean, Earl, you missed a, you missed a studio moment. Yeah. That... that you know, people don't get to see us when we're sitting there watching the game. Yeah. You know, Bex does the, the Instagram from time to time. But yeah, yeah. there was a moment, and this this is just a microcosm of how incredible and dramatic and crazy the game was. Mm. When when John Stones cleared the ball <laughs> off his own goalkeeper yeah, yeah. and almost went in the net, that whole sequence had, had our studio jaws on the ground, buzzing, <laughs> flying yeah. around. I mean, it was like a Bex Crystal Palace almost goal <laughs> times 200. <Moment>. Yeah, <laughs> it was incredible. But, but you know, the, the interesting thing is, as I was watching the game, and you're right, there was, there was a couple of those really high, sort of intense kind of wow moments. Like, did I just see that kind of thing? And, and do you know the, the guy who epitomized it more than anybody? And I, I, I've not seen it in him before. 
Bernardo Silva. Yeah. I've got to tell you, yeah. Bernardo Silva today was like some some devil man. He he was steaming into tackles. He was oh, he had a tackle on Mane around the midfield yeah. where you have to it, put it on do him. Do you remember? And, yeah. he, and he had a little pop at Mane. And I'm thinking, that's not Bernardo Silva. That's mm. not the guy I know gets a ball down and can link a play and lovely passing and that. And and to be fair to Manchester City, I I saw another side to him yeah. today. Character. I have to hold my hand up and say, wow. The, you know when we've been going, are oh, they one of the best ever? And, and me and Mossy have been talking on our radio show, like, we'll find a little bit more about City today and whatever. God, they didn't half come out. And, and for Vincent Company, after the mm. game, to say, it's probably one of the most um, impressive performances since he's been at City. Real, real quick on the company thing, just just to kind of put it, put it away, because oh, it's yeah. important. Where were you on that? I mean, it's, it's divided a lot of opinion, red card or not red card. It is divided opinion. I'm of the... I thought he was lucky to get away with the yellow. Mm. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I thought that he that if that I thought it was a red card offence because I thought there was an intent as well as as he went in for the ball. I mean, if you put your foot that high up on an opponent, whether he gets out the way or not, there's an intent. And he sort of alluded to it a little bit after the game when he said, "Well, I got the ball," and then he sort of smiled and I got a bit of the man. I thought he was a lucky boy there. I, I think in different circumstances, that's a red in. I don't think he's got he or Pep would have, have very much yeah, argument. I about think it. yeah, that's well said. And listen, I, I I don't think you can make a really strong argument that it isn't, or or a really strong argument that that has no holes in it that it is because mm. it's it's subjective and it was on the line. Yeah. And Musto and I thought differently, but I won't for a second. You know, some of your points are great. I can't I can't refute them. The one that I have is. The height of the challenge, I yeah. think, was because he knew he was he was second to the ball, and it was it was to try and intercept and collect what was going to be, and and Salah was shaping up to scoop the ball, and so I, I think it was less. I'm going to put this high because I want to really put it on this guy, and I think mm. he said something about the heel of my foot being ahead of his feet. Everything in slow mo tends to really start to show you some nastiness in live time, which is what we have to re- yeah. respect the referee for. I think we forgive the referee in this moment to say, you have really good arguments, and many do, for it being a red. Musto and I try to make arguments for it not, but this mm-hmm. guy's got to make that call right Absolutely. away. Just just one one angle, Rob. So, yeah. And this is the critical part for me, anyway. I think me and Carl yeah. are a little bit different on it. But the fact that he didn't really get him, okay, because yeah. most of Sism come in and kind of jumps out the way a little bit. And, and yeah. I just thought that's probably enough to, to keep... I mean, if he doesn't jump out of the way... And he, but, and, he, and he really plows into him. Mm-hmm. But he did. He kind of got out the way, Rob. So is that, that a smidgen harsh to send a guy off that he doesn't really get him? And, and, and I don't know the, whether the intent thing is a... I don't know. I just think it's a bit grey, that, that area. And, well, and my, I just my, went on the side of yellow because of that, that he, that he kind of got out the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I get you. My, my point would be in answering... I'd, I'd answer your question with a question. Does Mo Salah have to take a, a whack no, on his ankle oh, to, to be out for a month no. for that to be a red? Because that's what it could have been. That, that would be my Here, answer. Yeah, and so that's a good answer. And But here's the, the world we live in, which mm, fans yeah. can't, can't, can't accept. Referees change the way they call things for certain scenarios. So the size yeah, of the game, sure, the moment sure. in the game, the fact he mm-hmm. wasn't hurt, the fact he jumped... All of this is information, and, and we've had Mark Clattenburg not only in the studio but on your podcast. He says they, they, they rapid fire go through this system, yeah. and he's admitted to us they calculate things that have nothing to do with the rules. So in the world of calculating the situation, yeah. not looking at any, any letter of a law, and fans can't accept that, right, because they want to live in black and white even though this Correct. is a very subjective yeah. decision. All the information 
it, 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 not catching him in solid jumping is information that that referees do calculate, even if they shouldn't. It yeah. is. It just. I mean, that's yeah. the reality. Yeah, yeah, Whether that's yeah. right or wrong, that is mm-hmm. for sure the reality. I mean, he caught him on the foot. But he did catch him, by the way. No, I just mean catch him. I mean catch him. He definitely caught him. Yeah. I mean, he grazes him. I mean catch him. Like if he caught him with the the power well, um, and all of that. Yeah, he could have hurt. I mean, I, I'm I, just saying, backing up Musto's point to say mm-hmm. it should. The letter of the law says it doesn't matter what the consequence is. I'm I'm just saying referees don't really referee a game to the letter of the law when it comes to that. No, but and I think we we will agree to disagree that I think my my point was if he'd have got a red, I don't see any yeah, for sure for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be here arguing it wasn't no, a red. Not at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So in, in that respect, maybe City and certainly Vincent Company got a bit lucky, and it would have probably spoiled the game in some respect because it was such a. High, tenti- high um, intensity game, uh, so, so dramatic on both sides. I mean, Liverpool fans will be shouting that, you know, if City were down to 10 men. It might well Especially since a red ruined the last one at the Etihad. Yeah, with Mane. That started as an exactly. amazing game for the first yeah. half hour. Just on a bigger picture with it, Rob. Mm. I mean, one of the things that I took away from it is is, is how good both teams are and yeah, how close absolutely. they are. I mean, that, yeah. that was tiny yeah. margins, that decision, the, the, Detail, the, the, yeah. the, the, the post. The, the, well, tiny uh, margins. The what, yeah, we're talking about yeah. a centimeter yeah. and a half. Yeah, did you did you did you think Rob that they yeah. that they're incredibly close? Yeah, um, I thought there was a lot of respect for for each other. I thought they were both quite scared of, of the attacking threats. Um, the way that City went with it, with, with uh, Laporte and Danilo in the fullback positions, of, uh, obviously to try and nullify Liverpool's threat. There, there was there was obviously. Um, City, Liverpool were aware of Aguero, Sane and Sterling in the wide areas. I think the midfield was, was put in there to, to combat that. I didn't actually think it was a brilliant midfield three-day for Liverpool in, in the way that maybe last season we saw them dominate that, that area. The pitch, they had spells where they did, but it didn't quite ever get going, I thought, in, in the way that, that Liverpool have when they've dominated a game. But you're right. I, I think what we what we as, as neutrals, we as, as, as uh, analysts and, and pundits on the game have is... We're going to have a race round right down to the death in these two teams. You don't, I don't see either of them losing too many games. No, no. I see the odd points being dropped here and there. The, the, the other games against Big Six are going to be so important. Um, I, I just think that we it, this one could go right down to the wire. And, and we're, lest we forget... There's a team called Tottenham who are still yeah. round about it at the moment as well. So on that, Earl, let me ask you this. Mm. We had our say on this in the studio and, yeah. and, and on air and off air. Um, ten points, a totally different world than yeah. four points, right? Yeah. yeah. And not, not only the difference between City and, and Liverpool, but also, yeah. like you just said, bringing Spurs into the equation. Yeah. Because of that, mm. do, do you, can you be critical of, of Klopp being slightly conservative going to the Etihad when we've seen him go with a bit more irreverence mm. and risk in the past? I think we're, we're making our decisions based on the the 2-1 loss if they'd have come out with a draw we'd have probably said listen that's great management but they we didn't. are what we are but they didn't but they didn't exactly so because of that i think we we're, we're looking at the four What's three, more, three, would they, I, would they I have come out with more if they did it a different was way? was the right setup to go. Okay. To start with, 4-3-3. Did he change too early? I thought he changed too soon. 55 um, minutes, he went for a change. There's Wijnaldum an argument went... they got the goal. I was surprised mm. in the change that he stuck Wijnaldum out on, on yeah, that on side. Mm. I thought he, I thought, and this is where I, I'll slightly disagree, I thought he kept Jordan Henderson on the pitch when I would have taken Henderson off. And, and brought on who? Kiri on the left. Yeah. 
and I'd have put Wijnaldum in that hole because he's got more energy and more legs in big, intense games. And I love, I love Jordan Henderson. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a great captain and he's a great lad and all that. I still would have taken him off the pitch and got Shakiri, Firmino and Mane underneath Salah with Fabinho and Wijnaldum who've got more eggs and le- uh, legs and energy in the middle of the park. Yeah, that, that's what, I mean, listen, I, I th- you're right. When, when, when the game started and, and they said Milner... Um, Henderson, Wijnaldum. Uh, yeah. Milner and Henderson, between them, only started two of the last five. I mean, bo- both of them had two starts in the last five. Yeah. They hadn't been used lately, so part of that is okay. They're fresh. They're ready to go. They're bat. They're mm. you know they're they're going to battle for you. You know what you can expect. And I was with the game plan up to that point. It was when he went four two three one and didn't bring on Shakiri. I just thought mm. that that was the time. And I know they got the goal. I was just thinking. Now's the time you can afford to push, and you'll be forgiven for yeah. losing this game 3-1. But I honestly think that they could have pushed City a bit more than they did. And another angle for you, Rob. One out them, going left of a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. How about put them to the right side? Because... That's I mean, why I, the problems, I thought the yeah. problems were on that, yeah. that side. Leroy, side. Sonny scores, yeah. scores the winning goal. It all yeah. came from that side. So mm. I just, I mean, listen, it's really difficult to be. Yeah. And we're being because picky it, because here. of the result. We're nitpicking and just, we're trying to see how that what left might have side. Been. Yeah, because the performance yeah. was good. We all agree. We yeah. all agree with yeah. that. I mean, and also a byproduct of that and, and collateral damages. Mane didn't have a great game. He was moved to the right, a position he hasn't really played at all, and then substituted mm. early. And, and I just think that's another consequence is Mane looked furious he was coming off. And listen, these are pros. He'll recover yeah. in no time. Yeah, but I just thought, you know, there are slight, and we're being nitpicky, negatives on what otherwise was a great performance. But the reality is, you know, the, the, the gap is four points now. And, four, and losing from this position doesn't feel crazy. Losing from ten points would yeah, have been insane. Mm, yeah. Absolutely, and and you know it's a day when it it feels more than just their first loss of the season. You know, I was thinking today like Boxing Day felt massive, didn't it? When when they went seven points clear, City lost again. We were like, wow. Today felt big. I thought today felt big again. It felt like this is we've still got a race. We've still got City. City ain't done yet. City have still got something to offer, something to say in what's going to happen. So that was the first time that back line started in the Premier League together. Musto before the game, uh, he said the weak link. And and listen, I'm I'm picking on Musto right now, and I I agree with him even though it was way harsh on Vincent Company. He said the the weak link was Vincent Company. Talk about Vincent Company's performance in this game. He epitomises the football club. He epitomises what, what makes champions. It's really interesting that Robbie Musto and I had this kind of quite di- difficult debate about Spurs because we kind of love what Spurs do. We love what Poch does. We, we think there's a great sort of project being built and whatever, but there's something, some, and, and we can't quite say what it is, that holds Spurs back. Take Vincent Company, split him in half, draw out what's inside him. That's what Spurs miss, that. He ain't the most mobile anymore. He can't, he probably, you know, he's, he's running stats and things will probably be w- way lower than they've ever been. But just put him out there, put him amongst the right team, get the right uh, atmosphere in there, and you see what he gives. And he said, again, I wrote a couple of things down after he, he, yeah, he said some his big interview, things and he said, this came from the gut. And, and he said, I don't know how he did it, but this was something from within. And I thought that was the one thing that Robin Musto and I were trying to articulate about Spurs. Yeah. There's something from within that's not about football ability, that's not about scoring goals and crosses. And it's about something more. It's about something that won't let your team 
down that yeah. will, will stand up to whatever's there. Absolutely and and right. that's what he is. That's what, that's what they've got that makes him a very special team. Because on top of that, they've got a hell of a lot of, of ability as well. Well, he yeah. also said, real quick, Musto, he also said, and, and we had to listen to it again mm. to make sure he said this, he said, this is this is one of the best performances yeah, I, I've yeah. witnessed. I mean, yeah. think about the performances since mm. he's been at Manchester City, and to say this is one of the best Absolutely. is a huge statement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, he did lose his marker for the goal. But, but yeah, I, 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 listen, he had a great we'll game. We'll give you that. We'll had, give you that, yeah, But he had a great game. And I think it's a really good point you make, uh, Rob, about you know just what it takes to be a champion player. Just on other, just interested on your take, Rob, and, and other star players. Let me say who, who, who wasn't great today. David Silva wasn't David great Silver, today. David Silva, no, not Raheem Sterling wasn't great today. But I thought no, between okay. Aguero, I know you're going to gush about him in a minute, Leroy Sane and <laughs> Fernandinho uh, and mm. Bernardo Silva, yeah. they were the guys that stepped up. I'm Vincent Company. Yeah. In a different way. In a different mm. way to, to make this victory. Happen. I just thought those guys were, were brilliant today. Sergio Aguero, and you know what I think of him as the, the guy in the box. You have, you have Aguero pajamas. Many, there, isn't, there isn't many strikers in, in the Premier League who could score that goal. And your Aguero pajamas oh, right. are made of silk. And, and, and they will stay <laughs> with silk because we love him. But do you know what else he did today? When I saw a couple of times, he dropped back into that deep yeah. no, he and did, dropped uh... into the wide right <laughs> positions. He dropped in, and, I'm, and I'm like... Wow, they, yeah. this ain't Aguero. We know. Generally, it's like the 10 defending, Aguero stays up. He doesn't really do that defending stuff. But mm. it, it was all hands on deck. Fernandinho was outstanding. Yeah, and was. I tell you where, where Fernandinho's a lot better than people think. And, and I know, Robert, you, I think on the uh, pregame when we, we were going through the players, which was brilliant, by the way, just spending a bit of time on his Yeah, way. that was fun. I'd love you to do that. Yeah. He, he's a better footballer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good think. Footballer. At times, his passing, his, his ability to pass the ball with the right weight, at the right time, in the right direction, sets up their counter-attacks. Well, that's Pep's, if, that's Pep's position. Of, I mean, of course you have yeah. to be able to do that mm. like Pep did for Barcelona. And he does it well. Does it brilliantly. Do you just, were you surprised, Robert? I think Vincent Company said it in his first interview that I think we aired. Yeah. That he was proud of, of the team today, the way that they match Liverpool's physicality. Yeah. I, I mean, that... In terms of stuff that was surprising today, yeah, that was evident. I, we, me and Carl talked about it from minute, I think, one, where Fernandinho Fernandinho buried over Mane, yeah, the first play of the game. Buried, wow, yeah. this is going to be a physical game and City I are up for it. I think that they felt, I think Man City have felt that Liverpool feel, Liverpool have felt they can come to the Etihad or when they play uh, and City. And bully them. And bully them a little bit, get amongst them, and they don't like it, and put that press on, and we'll show you. And I think it was a little bit, they were fired. Do you know one of the things that made me laugh at, at halftime when Pep went off, and then we saw him after the game run into that, that dressing room? It was just like, you know, we've seen the, the reality show of what goes yeah. on in that dressing room. It was almost like, you oh, could I was almost desperate imagine what was going on, couldn't you? You could almost imagine before the game what he was saying about C. These, they'll come and bully you, and if we don't be at it, and he'd been jumping up and down and crouching down and doing all these, his movements, and his team were, were well up, up for the fight and um, played when they had to play, dug in when they had to dig in, got one or two, like you say, players who maybe were not used to seeing that spirit. But it also showed me that, you know what, it, I think Robbie Muster and I talked about it at the weekend about we'll, we'll find out if there's a hunger amongst mm. this yeah. group. It's still there, Robin. You know, it burns, you know what, I, I predicted a Liverpool victory because I, I wasn't sure whether mm. whether they did have the stomach for this, whether Kevin De Bruyne was going to be a big miss. That they, they, mm. they haven't been at their best, but my goodness, I tell you what, they answered that with a with a brilliant performance. Now, before we get on and, and just kind of wrap up this game with a kind of long term predictions of how it might yeah. look going forward, yeah. just one other player. 
Leroy Sane, who hasn't mm. been in the team this year, he had no. a difficult start, fell out with the manager, we feel, for his body language and his mm. professionalism. I'll tell you what, Rob, I, mean, I, I was really impressed today because that's a big old game, big old atmosphere, yeah. Yeah. a physical match to put in a top-class performance, both with the ball, with his mm. goals and everything else, and defensively as well. I mean, he, uh, th- did he surprise you of, of how good he was today? Not of how good. I mean, I think, I think he, he, you know, he's a star in the making. And if he, if he gets his mind and his focus right on football being the most important thing and, and him delivering on a pitch, he, he's, he's destined for superstar in this game. But he's but, shown what he can do today. Yeah, in the absolutely. Most intense, well, difficult and, situation. And do you know what he showed today amongst a, a group of international footballers of all experience and all that? How important he was. How much he mm. took responsibility on. He's a kid, yeah. He's still a baby, really, in football terms. But he kind of took that responsibility and, and you know, was a threat in behind in the first off all the time. Give Trent Alexander-Arnold, a, a, you know, a, a tough time getting down on Lovren's side. He was getting balls across. Second off, dropped him when he needed to. Was, you know, making runs forward. And I just think that that's what Pep's got. You know, Sterling on the other side. Didn't have a brilliant day, I didn't think. But game worked up and down as, as hard as he could. He's got talent and spirit. Do you have and him as an get... automatic starter? Sane? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's ahead of he's ahead of Morris. Yeah, he's ahead of Morris. So uh, one quick question: um, Kyle Walker left out. Did that surprise yeah. you at all? No, I think he's been sloppy in his defending. Um, he's looked a little bit as though he might have just been that hunger and a little bit of that. You know, he's won a title and that. And I think it was a lesson for him. I think it's a lesson that's been will be well received. I think Kyle Walker may be better for it because I think he'll get back in the team in the next week or two. And then I think he'll be back on top of his game and realise that he can't take it for granted. Yeah. I, th- I think it's good management by, from, for me yeah. that with Kyle Walker. OK, let's all look forward. <sighs> Where do we feel we're at? Have we changed anything? Did we learn anything today that makes us change our predictions and, well, and let, all that? Let's go the whole the whole festive fixtures. Which, by the way, I mean, yeah. I feel like that was like it, that was like has six months. Has it been months. forever? Has yeah. this been the longest festive <laughs> festive <laughs> festive <laughs> ever? <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll we'll do two things: title specific. Where are you with title? And then, yeah. have you changed your mind on anything that, yeah. that based off of the festive fixtures? You go first, Mustafa. Okay, so so I thought initially that City would win the title. Um, are we doing top four as well? Or just we just no, no. talk on the just top. Just stop title. changing the just question. Yeah, right. I, um, yeah. So yeah, I still obviously I'm not changing that. I um, I believe that that they can they can close this gap and win the title. Of course, going to be really really close. Um, so you still today, have that. today I still have it. I mean, today was a huge game, and I yeah. predicted Liverpool yeah. would win this game. So I, I thought. So I was wrong in that prediction, which keeps my kind of title hopes alive. It's <laughs> funny so how I that kinda, works. I hedged, I hedged everything, to be yeah. fair, today. Yeah. So I'm Massive still in it. Head. I'm still in it. So City still Okay, for me. and then, and then ha- anything in the festive fixtures change your mind on something you felt strongly about? Any club? Uh, Southampton, um, was, was, he, was he in the festive fixtures, the new manager? Or just uh, no, he that? wasn't there yet, right? Yeah, I think he's had four or five games. So that's my only change in, with my predictions of, of, of top uh, bottom three and uh, top four is Southampton, I feel, even though now they're... they're, they're you yeah. think they're staying up? I think they're staying up. Okay. Earl. Johnny Kneejerk. I'm, I'm allowed to change oh, now. Blind. From, <laughs> I get, yeah, but nah. we get confused. We so get you, confused. You, I, I knew Mustafa was waiting nah. for me. <laughs> Liverpool will still go on. I think today may end up being a pivotal day, but it might also be a pivotal day for Liverpool to realise that, you know. So it, you change. So, so, so no, you I'm staying with Liverpool. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because so I remember last you time you asked City. me. 
Yeah, I started, started with City, City. so you now Liverpool. I'm now with Liverpool. Yeah, what what maybe about Easter, maybe about <laughs> Easter time, I'll go back to City. <laughs> but for now, as we stand at the end of the longest fasting fixtures in the world, <laughs> I'm still with Liverpool. Okay, and then so, what about what about something else that you that, that you what's felt? changed my mind? Well, it, it kind of encompasses my surprise of the season, which was the great Jose Mourinho started with a special one, has ended as a specialist in failure. He's no longer in the Premier League. I don't think ever to come back in the Premier League. And Manchester United, with a rookie kind of manager, have a fight for fourth spot. Mm. They have a fight for fourth spot. Uh, When I thought before the festive uh, fixture started, Mm. they'd be out of business. And if Josie was there, I don't think they'd have won four four straight games, to be honest, and scored the amount of goals they have. That's in the side. Yeah, I'm with you. So the one person on this podcast, Mm -hmm. remarkably... Yeah, remarkable. Look at his face. Um, to be fair to him, uh, he did predict at the start of the season yes. without Rebecca as well. Mm. well I can't remember. Oh, I can't believe. That, by the way. Can't yeah. believe. Those Carl did, <laughs> did say that Liverpool's yeah. season was going to be this one. They were going to win the title. Yeah. How are you feeling now? As we as we sit here, just halfway through the season. Uh, I mean, I, I'm obviously feeling better than the day I made that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> um, T- today, I, funny. I, I still think they'll go on and win it. I, I feel, um, I feel today was not a hiccup. Today won't hurt them. And and I and a tiny little silver lining, which is a reach, but psycho- psychologically, I think can help. Now the talk of an invincible, unbeaten season's gone. I mean, they, they got they got rid of that that category, and they took a loss in a game that they performed well in, where you can forgive them for losing because Manchester City are, are an incredible team still. So. Um, I, I'm a bit concerned that they didn't push it to 10. And I, I just think there's a bit of a missed opportunity there where I saw a conservative approach and I, not fear. There was nothing, there was no fear in their eyes. There was no fear in their performance. I saw in the tunnel there was a shot of Klopp and the players, they were laughing, they were joking, they were, they were casual, they were calm in, in the good way, in the good sense of they knew they were going to step up, they knew they were going to perform. I, I just... And Earl's right. Listen, you know, if, if he got the result, we'd be saying something completely different. I just felt it before the game, in the middle of the game and after the game, that I was longing for them to, to risk. If they lost that game 5-1, it wouldn't have mattered. I just wanted to see them go risk mm. getting to 10 points because of that cushion and what it would mean for them down the stretch. But still feel, still feel really good mm. about Liverpool. Look, listen, real, wait, real quick, the change, the change. Yeah, what's the change? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm... I'm not sure Marco Silva's all that. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Johnny knee-jerk. I, I know, I'm just saying, I'm oh, just seeing man. things that I'm just, it is knee-jerk, but it's just the one thing. I, I've loved him. I, I thought it was a great hire. There's some mm-hmm. things, I, I've been supportive of the project. I'm just seeing things lately that I'm just not really feeling the love as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Good point. Fair enough, fair Good enough. Point. Okay, let's, let's, let's take a bit of a, a left turn here, Rob. Um, mm. Christian Pulisic. Yes, sir. Is moving to Chelsea in the summer. Seventy-three, 73 million, million dollars. Yeah. Earl, go. Um. Oh, massive Ooh, wow. sigh! Huge massive sigh! Huge pause. Yeah. A musto sigh. <laughs> A musto sigh pause. Um. Eventually, I think this will be good business. Oh. I'm not sure at the For start. <laughs> I'm not sure at the start. So we've got obviously the start of next season. Mm. Are we talking the replacement for Azard? Well, well, I don't. Think we we so. can't go there yet. We don't know, do we? No. Well, how that's going to pan out? Well, so and let's we, just we, say whether Azard's the there or not, this is not a replacement for for Azard. I mean, it's, no. 
A few few players can come in to do that. So is he ready to be a regular starter in Chelsea's team and play on a on a weekly basis? What do you think? I I don't think so at this stage. And and there's two reasons I say that. Not in the, some of it's less about his ability and the how how difficult it is for any players at, at whatever level to come in and be uh, consistently good at the Premier League. Chelsea are not a club who do a good job of, of integrating young players into their team, their mind their squad, and keeping those players if a little bit of form goes up and down, which happens to young players. So if you if you were Leroy Sané at Chelsea, I'm not sure you would, you would play as much because Chelsea seem to want experienced players, play at a level, two or three years, they'll get you out, they'll get somebody else. I think you could forgive them because their managers don't stay long enough to see a project out with (laughs) young players. Which might be half the the answer. But then if you're signing a player on this basis, then he needs to be nurtured. He he almost needs to go to Spurs, you think, to get the best of him. Now, here's my my situation. Here's a really interesting one. The kid Hudson Adoy Adoy, is is on about going to Bayern Munich for, they're talking about 30 Mm. million... Um, pounds, isn't it? Pounds. Think, yeah. Okay. Talented player. Yeah, very, very talented player. Some might argue between him and Pulisic, there ain't, a, there ain't a lot. Yeah. So why is this young lad being allowed to leave and do, the other young lad who you're buying comes in? Do you, do you, and, I mean, you know part of that answer. Well, of course I know what part But what I'm trying to say, on the, so I'm talking about on the football, I'm talking here just yeah. about football. Yep. Uh, uh, of apples to apples... Why, if, if talented kids of that level are being allowed to leave, this I'm not club sure they are. But he's not been allowed to leave, is he? I, well, I'd they, be surprised they, if they allow him to leave, Rob. This for me, the two wingers in William and Pedro are not the, are not the longer term future of the football no, club. No, because they're 30 years of age. Yeah, exactly. Well, 32, you, I think. Pedro do you is. think? Do you think Pulisic will play regularly in the Chelsea team next season? I, I, next I, season? I, I think they could have used him, him last game. Put him in, put, put, I'd put him in for Pedro. I'd give him a go. Wow. I think I'd give him a go. I, here's my here's my here's my thought. I I um, I've watched them play a lot. I've talked yeah. to players that have uh, played with them, former teammates of mine that have been in the U.S. Uh, coaching staff that that have seen him day in and day yeah. out. Obviously, due diligence uh, through through Borussia Dortmund, though they're in contact with him. This kid is is is, and we say this about young phenoms beyond yeah. his years and maturity and ability to handle what's going to be the most challenging situation of his career so far. Yeah. No doubt. Um, Comparing him to Adoy, in terms of experience, much more experience. Played Champions League games, yeah. you know, in in a starting team for Dortmund, yeah. and recently knocked out by another really talented young English player in Sancho. Okay. Um, but but more experience, so so hardened and more ready than Adoy to to be yeah. asked to play regularly. Okay. I think the price tag um, is is fair when you calculate the group that he's considered to be in, and and other players of his ilk. Listen, the hype on him was the same for, uh, I, I would say, Anthony Martial when he came from Monaco. You know, not yeah. exactly the most proven at that point, but had Champions League experience Experience in that league, came for about $55 million yeah. to a huge club. Bigger expectations there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, part of this is he's American, and he comes Absolutely. over, and the price tag is smart by Chelsea to say, we need insurance for Azard. If he leaves, this is cheap because we're going to get a huge fee for Azard. Yeah. And and we need an immediate player that can play off that wing. Now, that's plug and play. Now, is he Azard? No, but a lot of the same qualities in terms of the system they're playing. Yeah. Y- you have an enormous sports market here. It was on Sports Center. I did an I did an interview with NPR today about Christian Pulisic. Already, he hasn't kicked a ball, and he's earning the money. Right. Already. Yeah. 
it, it is growing the profile of of the club now on the field, which is what right. we all care uh, uh, about. Yeah. I think I think he's good enough to succeed there. But I'll say this: whether he does or doesn't, Mo Salah didn't succeed there. It, it, it's not yeah. going to mean he's not capable of succeeding at that level. I absolutely think his quality, his character. He he will succeed at that level, whether it's at Chelsea Football Club yeah, or not. That, that's I don't my point. I, I don't know, is but he, he deserves right, to be bought for that right money place. for that club. Yeah, if if it's I, the right place or not, I'd say there's better places for him for sure. Yeah. And listen, it, it's also bad timing because now Bruce Dortmund have no incentive to play him for the rest mm, of the year for six more months. Right. Yeah, that seems a bit strange. Yeah. But they've got him. They've got him. Oh, now okay. To help let, out let, 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 let's just take it because obviously our opinion is our opinion. But what what was your take on the Maurizio Sarri kind of saying? A month ago that he, he approved the player, but was a little bit underwhelming yeah, in well, the way that he said. Well, he, well, didn't this, know, this, yeah, he didn't know until yesterday yeah. that the, the deal yeah, went through. That's the deal that, was done. Let's park that because let's just finish off, you know, if he's going to be good enough, Rob. I just want to, let's yeah. just, you know, I said, you know, I, I'd give him a go instead of Pedro. Now, yeah. I, I'm not, of course, it's difficult to be totally convinced that he's going to be good enough. And the mm-hmm. harsh environment that is Chelsea Football yeah. Club yes. and the expectation of those player, of those mm. fans that they're recent champions and it's a big money move, they don't care about what he's going to bring in terms of you know marketing money or whatever to the football club. So I still got my doubts whether he is going to be a long-term hit because of that. And as Kyle said, you know, maybe he moves somewhere else to get more of a nurturing situation. I think that's, that would but, be more of a better fit for him. But I think yeah. on what I've seen of him, you got, you'd give him a go. You'd, you'd get him in there and see how he does. Um, <clears throat> but again, I, it is a very difficult environment and expectations will be really high with him. Certainly, uh, that football club, and that's what—that's mm. exactly the point I was saying. That you don't—it's not a club that gives young players a lot of time. If you look over the time that Chelsea have been successful, you can name on one hand the amount of young players who've come through any ranks or been bought and, and played in, in a team. Look at Christensen now, who's saying that he does—he he might want to leave because he hasn't been playing. Kurt Zuma, I know, got injured when he was there, but from you know the the, the early days, we've got a list. Jose Mourinho and that. Yeah, let me go through this list: yeah. okay. Bakayoko, Bachuai. Uh, Miazga, another American that went mm. there and in three years has only played, I think, two or three games. Kennedy, Zuma, Sala, yeah. Schurla, uh Van Henkel, De Bruyne, Azard, Oscar, Moses, Lukaku. All these players, uh, mm. 22 or younger, right, when they were signed. Yeah. Listen, part of Chelsea is is they buy young talent and, and as a as a development asset play to 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 gamble and hedge by loaning them out and potentially yeah. selling them for more than they bought them for or them coming good and being ready to play. I think that Christian Pulisic isn't in that category. No, they want say, him to play he's, right away. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel he's that. Quite, he's in that category of one of those loan, you know, get him loan, get him out, let's see how he develops. I think this is, is he ready to play, make our first team better or and we'll hold see. the place in and our we'll, first yeah, team? Exactly. Time will tell. Because, by the way, Salah, De Bruyne, I mean, players that didn't mm, succeed so went on to have incredible Lukaku. Yeah. 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 Just, just okay, back to the manager. Mauricio mm. Sarri, Rob, and yeah. modern-day management and yeah. him being a head coach changed, and not yeah. really knowing what's going on. He was asked a month ago about him and he said, the yeah, answer, he looks pretty By good. the way, how refreshing was the answer where he just admitted, yeah, I have no I, idea. I didn't, no didn't know idea. that was coming in. Which what, tells what? you exactly how things work at Chelsea. <laughs> are you okay, are you okay with that, Rob? I mean, that, that well, is modern-day he, here's stuff. My, here's my question, Rob, and, and I'll ask you two uh, as ex-players. If... When, whenever I signed for any club that, that I moved to, I had a conversation with the manager, whether, you know, you speak to the chief exec about your, your contract and your agents doing and whatever. But you, I spoke to the manager on each occasion about my expectations of, of, what, of, of the team, them, of what he expected from me, where he, he, he mm. saw me fitting in the team. There was a football conversation mm. that was had, as well as the financial side that was taken care of. 
a little, a little. Seems a little strange to me that there's been, there's been no there's football been conversation. No, there's, there's been nothing, and that, that's that's a great. Well, we point. don't we don't know what conversation. Listen, but he said he hasn't he hasn't spoken. He, 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 has he? he didn't know. Like, so well, he hasn't spoken. Oh, to, directly to the player, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah just you know, like listen, um, Christian. I want you to come in this team event. You know, you might yeah. start off the left hand side, coming inside. We'll play da, 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 these games. Yeah. Is, you know, just well, so isn't the guy that inappropriate knows for a player that's in in, in contract with a, with another well, club? Well, still I just your, think it's, when you, when you got permission to speak to a club, you can speak yeah, to the manager. You speak to the so yeah. I, I, every, I mean, I didn't have that many moves, but the same with me. Yeah, I always I spoke saying, to yeah. the manager and, uh, about where but, you want to be. Where the game's well, moved really, on, what, what this yeah, what this Maybe. is about is modern football, where um, for myriad reasons, a, a, a coach sometimes has no has no has no always has a say. And listen, he had a say, but yeah. does not run recruitment, does not run scouting and recruitment, and it's not no. their responsibility. Whether whether you like it or not, it's the modern day. What's interesting about Chelsea Football Club. And listen, some big clubs, Manchester United and even Spurs, you know, don't have a director of football and the coach is involved very heavily in the recruitment and scouting mm. process. Um, it, it's Marina Granskaya running these decisions because Michael Amanello, the director of football, left recently. And, you, and it kind of makes you wonder, is this one of the reasons he left is, is because these decisions are made between two people, Roman Abramovich and, and, and his number two. And listen, there's a lot of success, so it's hard to be critical of this strategy. But but they're a, they're kind of a weird hybrid version of this modern game where manager doesn't have the final say, but there's no there's no real director who understands the technical tactical side making this call. Somebody's making the decisions. Alvaro Morata, absolutely. Alvaro Morata, yeah. who made that call? I mean, there's yeah. got to be a scouting department, yeah. obviously, and, that and gives up all the information to yeah, somebody and, and, and puts Rob, together a profile. Get a point? Doesn't they also get a point? Whereas a manager, sometimes you go. He wasn't my guy. Because we, we, we get that little bit now, don't we? Where you almost like managers are suggesting that, you know, Which I'm is working with be. what I've got, but he's not, he's not really my guy. Well, yeah, Bre- Brendan Rodgers lost his job for, for players he didn't even, he didn't even pick and didn't even buy. Fans, I mean, fans have got to know, haven't they? They've got to know. Yeah, that, that's the thing. And maybe that's what Sarri was doing very, very cleverly. Yeah. Just getting it out there that, listen, Absolutely. you know, there's people above me putting the players in front of me because, you know, he wants a centre forward, doesn't he? I mean, it, it's, it's as much as night and day. All right, so where the final call, Christian Pulisic, a success or not at Chelsea? I'm, I'm going to say yes. What are you saying? I'm saying yes. Earl? I'm going to say no. I okay. think he's a success somewhere else. Yep. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Any other business? Um, just, should we just kind of whip around the, the other the remaining oh, yeah, fixtures? I, I, Anything that's kind of took your fancy, my can, friend? Can I, can, I, can I have a quick um, line on, on Manchester United? Cool, what's the game? Ahead. What's a game yesterday? So, uh, I had the Chelsea one on the screen, but I thought, well, let, let me have another look at, at Man, U, Man United to see what they did. I mean, the substitutes made a big difference. Lukaku came on, scored one, and Alexis has a hand in, in Rashford's second. Um, what was really interesting, really, really interesting a game was the setup of the team. Uh, was 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 a back four: uh, uh, Valencia, Lindelof, Jones, and Shaw. Herrera and Matic were the holding two, and Pogba again was basically given license mm, yep. to go and do his thing, which was fine. And then it got me thinking a little bit. There was two things that stood out, and I know, um, mostly I think we might have touched on this as well, that given the free roll, at times, Rob, he was a little bit ahead of the play, to a point where, do you know sometimes where you, you from a midfield player, and certainly when I played in that role myself, sometimes you can, you can be too far advanced and you don't make the runs as well. Yeah, super Frank the king of coming late, right at the right, Correct. At the right time. He, he was almost a little bit, because he's giving him so much freedom, he was almost playing like an auxiliary forward mm. than a midfield pay, player with threat. And I thought, hmm, 
at times he was blocking he was blocking a couple of things off but the more important thing I was thinking was he basically have no defensive responsibility he does drop in and he does a bit of work but he doesn't look as though at the moment he's been told at any point you have to be are you okay with that Rob? are you okay with that well in, in this I'm, new I'm okay United? with that while they're winning and this situation. what what interests me is the next game's Tottenham Hotspur yeah yeah he cannot have a free roll against Tottenham Hotspur and play as high as he did in, against better opposition. I mean, Oli and, and, and four wins and four take nothing away and the goals and the atmosphere and all that brilliant. Now, the test will come with, with better opposition and Spurs will be better opposition. I'll be interested to just see if anything changes with the Pogba. You know, everything's flying, everybody's scoring goals, everybody's smiling. Now when maybe you might have to do a job of sitting there and, and you know, you might go three or four times during a game, not three or four times every five minutes, do we see a different Paul Pogba? Well, and, and so my thought, I'm going to piggyback yours because it's about Spurs, but I'll, I'll finish your Manchester United line into Spurs. Um I, I agree I agree with all of that and I've been saying about the run don't mm-hmm. don't diminish this by saying it's against it's against these nah, clubs nah, because sure. by the way they would struggle against these clubs Absolutely. under the previous two we were managers 3-0 down in Newcastle United right, so Jose not, Mourinho wouldn't have got four wins and four that, the way they were playing that's a total shortcut to thinking this, this yeah. is a better side performing better all, mm-hmm. all all the players now including Alexis who came off the bench and, and miraculously that hamstring injury that Jose said was very very serious it's <laughs> yeah, not, it's not, it's so, not so, yeah. so serious surprise so here's my thought Okay. Um, Spurs, I, I I still just can't understand how easily people are writing them off. And I get it. The history and, and where they've been before and that bad 30, 20 minutes against uh, uh, Wolves. You know, all of a sudden, with the result today, they're right in the mix again. They beat Manchester United and, and, and they start performing as they have. They're right there. The thing with Paul Pogba in that game... I've noticed that Michael Carrick has come alive. Instead of yeah, being a cardboard yeah, cutout absolutely. on the bench, I wonder Fragile if this point. is where Michael Carrick proves his worth to the coaching mm. staff by saying, I've been in these games, I, I, I was a different player than you, but I was in the area, and I could either say what we need from you based on how I played, or more importantly, what I need from you based on how I played and you being a little advanced from me. Yeah. Here's what we need from you this game. And I just see a respect between he and Solskjaer where he's activated, and I, yeah. I wonder if that's a great... Listen, when he first got there, remember Pogba saying I was watching videos of Carrick and we were having conversations mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I wonder if that's the conversation that's happening right now on the training ground or, or, or in the dressing room where Carrick pulls him aside and says, listen, mate, love the freedom, love what's going on. I'm here, empowered by Solshire to tell you, here's what we want for you, and we know you can do it, and we're behind you, and we support you. Mm. I just wonder if that happens. Yeah. yeah, good point. Just can I make a point about Burnley? Yes, sir. One of Robbie you Hill's certainly favorite, can. Favorite managers in the Premier League. Guardiola. The ginger Guardiola, right? <laughs> yeah, I just think they deserve a mention. I yeah. want to give a mention. That's back to back victories now. Mm. West Ham United at home, 2 0, and then winning at uh, fellow strugglers, Huddersfield Town. I, I think I think that's enough momentum now to, to get them going, to give them a kickstart, to believe in themselves a little bit more, to find their way up the table uh, and, and keep away from the relegation zone. You know, it, it's been difficult. I think people start to question um, Sean Dyche. Is he, is he all that, really, given what they did last year and the struggles of this season? But finally, finally, he's turning things around. Did you want to add anybody else, Kyle, to, to I mean, Spurs' victory? No, nah, I mean, Cardiff. Spurs, I just, yeah. I just remain, and, and it's going to be one of those battles I fight until I'm embarrassed. I, re- I remain optimistic that Spurs stay in this thing t- towards, towards mm. the, the business end of the last three fixtures. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't think I've ever written them off. I, I just, 
I, I you know, our conversation, Rob, wasn't it? It was just about you know, yeah. how can they get over that line? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with yeah. total respect and admiration about getting to this situation. They have to, they have and, to spend uh, $200 million. Yeah, I guess so. Or be a bit tougher. Yeah. Whichever yeah. way. Good stuff. Or sign, or sign Vincent Company. And that's <laughs> <what> <laughs> He's back. I love Vincent Company. I mean, there are a few, there are few players that are more lovable than yeah. that man, Vinny Company. Absolutely. Gracing our set once again, just like I graced uh, the, the Two Robbies podcast right Absolutely. now. Thank Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate. A pleasure. Thank you very much, my friend. That's it from all three of us today. And as ever, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So make sure you download the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. And please let us know what you think of the show. And we'll read out the best responses on our next podcast. So on a day when Manchester City dug deep to show us they're not giving up this title easily, they beat Liverpool 2-1 to cut the lead at the top to four points. It's game on. It's title on. This was a special two Robbies and that's a dive. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. We'll take an FA Cup break next weekend, but we'll return the following weekend with another Two Robbies podcast for more Premier League talk. So until then, it's good night from me. Good night from him. That's good night from me too, guys. Good night. Good night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.